Hey, good Friday to you. It is the Speaking For Him podcast with another edition for you to kick off the weekend. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. This is Andrew. And for the next two weeks, we're going to take a little bit more of a serious uh, approach. I mean, we always try to be moderately serious, but we have some pretty serious topics to discuss over the next two weeks. And today's topic is the persecuted church. I was sitting in church a couple of weeks ago, and one of my elders got up and read a letter uh, which talked about some of the stuff, the violence that's going on in Iraq right now, and just some horrible things that are happening to Christians over there. And we'll get into it in a little uh, bit of in a little bit of detail as we go through this podcast. So I guess to start out, I would say. Uh, if you have younger children, uh, this is only the second time I've ever done this, but there is a little bit of mature content, um, so just be aware of that going through here, and that will be noted on my blog as well, um, because though I want to get this information out, I want to be sensitive to the whole to the audience. Um, as I said, we're going to be talking about the persecuted church. And let's start with our quote of the day. This comes from God's Word from Hebrews 13.3. It says here, Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. All right, well, as we start out talking about the persecuted church, we know that in the New Testament um, there is a lot of persecution of the disciples particularly. And... Tradition shows us that most of the disciples were martyred for their faith. I'm just going to talk about a couple of them very quickly. Simon Peter died around 33 or 34 AD, or, or 33 or 34 years after the death of Christ. So we're talking around probably 66, 67 AD. And um, he died um, on an upside down cross, crucified. But he didn't feel worthy to die the way his master did, so they put him upside down. And I read somewhere, too, that he watched his wife die before he was crucified. Oh, wow. Um, so he went through a lot for the gospel. And then Andrew um, was also uh, stated by tradition to have died by crucifixion. And uh, he... Uh, he died, I'm not sure when he died, but he died of crucifixion as well. So we understand, as we study the Bible, that persecution, especially the, the physical persecution and the killing and arrest of Christians was a very real thing in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we realize that according to the International Society of Human Rights, seven to 8,000 Christians every year to this day die for their faith and we can get really comfortable in our western christianity and not realize that we have brothers and sisters in christ around the world who are dying in these numbers and i think it is important um to bring a voice to that and so that's why i've decided to take up this topic today um and then in reflection of what I was talking about earlier in the intro about my church elder 
standing up in in the meeting and telling us some of the stuff that's going on in Iraq right now as we record this. There is some evidence that children of Christian families are being killed if they renounce, if they choose not to renounce their faith in Jesus Christ. And for some reason, the parents are being left alive in a lot of cases. I think it's because they want them to suffer for having lost their children. And some people say, well, why aren't they defending their children? Why don't they grab their weapons and defend their children? Well, for one thing, in Iraq, weapons aren't as plenteous as they are here. Mm -hmm. And for all the debate that we have in our culture today about gun control, who should have guns, who shouldn't, the ultimate reality is today, as we record this, we have the ability to defend our families in a variety of ways that people in other countries don't. So, but we need to be praying about this. The ISIS group, which is getting a lot of press these days, is guilty of a lot of these killings. We need to be on our knees in prayer for these Christians that they will stay strong. It's interesting, often when we go through what we consider persecution, which is nothing compared to them, whether we're ridiculed or whether somebody makes us lose a job or just blasts us in the media or whatever the case may be, we often have this attitude like, please take away this persecution. But if you look at Acts, when the when the disciples were persecuted for their faith, they didn't. They said, make us more bold. Give us more opportunities. So they redoubled their efforts instead of cowering in a corner, which tends to be my reaction to persecution. Um, you know, I've been guilty of checking my Facebook posts because... I don't want to offend people. And the thing is, we shouldn't go out of our way to offend people. Right. But if God calls us to share something, we can't uh, be afraid to share it either. So those are important things uh, to keep in mind. Do you have any thoughts before we go any further, Adam? I think just the reminder that the persecution is is still happening today, like in those countries, because I don't know if this happens to you, but here in, in America, for the most part, it, it's it's pretty good. And it can be so easy to read the Bible and say, wow, that persecution they went through thousands of years ago. But we kind of think, oh, that was a thousands of years ago thing, you know? And that's back when the, the, the beginning of the church was going on after Jesus had died. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, the same thing's happening today, right now. And if people aren't dying for their faith, then a lot of people are kind of dying inside from walking away from their faith from all sides of the world. So there, there's still a lot going on, and it's not to say that as in a sense to, to panic or to you know get discouraged or anything, but just a reminder to step it up a little bit in uh, prayer, especially for those that are going through those things on the other side of the world that couldn't even imagine. Absolutely, and, and um, I want to bring your attention to the Voice of the Martyrs, which is an organization that has both a U.S. and, and a Canada branch, um, and they are an organization specifically dedicated to sending out prayer requests and sending out support to persecuted missionaries so that we can be thoughtful of them more often. For a while, my church was having monthly prayer meetings um, dedicated simply to praying for the persecuted. And I remember 
going to those meetings and leaving each meeting with a renewed appreciation for the freedom that I had in Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, then, of course, um, there is this Pastor Syed, who many people have been praying for for years. I think JQ are different radio stations, including WJQ, have mentioned it Mm -hmm. on occasion. But he is still in prison um, on blasphemy charges, I believe. And he's not doing well physically. And his family has exhausted every avenue from that country's standpoint to get him out and get him free. I think our country should consider acting, but um, they, but that process is turning into a long drawn out ordeal too. So just continue to pray for this pastor and his family who are going through so much um, because of uh, the gospel. We do know that there is some good that happens because there was a lady that was recently released from Iran and is now living here in America who had been jailed for her faith. Mm -hmm. So we know that God delights to work miracles in cases like this. Also, I wanted to bring attention to the fact that Sunday, November 2nd, so coming up um, in a very short order, is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted. And you can get resources dedicated to this online. Again, we'll try to have some links on the blog. And if you want to bring this before your church as something that um, you should observe in whatever way you choose to do so, it would be a good thing for you to bring it up to your church or at least to your family and friends so that they can be praying as we were exhorted in our opening verse for those in chains in other countries. And then finally, I I just want to close in prayer and then um, we'll just uh, leave the airwaves quietly after this closing prayer. Uh, I'm not going to do my standard ending and that's because I just want you to be thinking about this and to be in a mood of prayer and especially to be praying November 2nd. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity uh, to bring these people before you. We ask for Pastor Syed and for so many others who are in prison for you, that you would release them if it be your will, but that you would give them more boldness. We know that in Paul's day, he um, witnessed to and saw many of his own guards converted when he was in Rome. And so we pray that if this would be a possibility for those who are holding Syed captive or any of these other people that we know are suffering, um, that you would work a miracle in their hearts. Because we know that the king's king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And Lord, we just pray that you would make us more bold for you. We pray that you would prepare us for times of persecution that may be coming. She would give us extra grace to continue to speak the truth, but to always do it with love and grace. 
pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.